Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Have you ever gotten to the point where you just barely make it to something and then you make the settings wrong? Well, that's what I did tonight. <laughs> Seth and Sean Sports Radio here on Blog Talk Sports, backsportspage.com. I rush off to the apartment. I'm having uh, a drink with my brother after having a very long day and a couple of meetings that didn't go so well. And I make it up to the apartment. I know Seth has told me, you know what, you're in charge of scheduling today. And time just got away from me. I get out to the apartment, I make the settings, and then I'm like, damn, I made them for 7 o'clock. That's a problem. (laughs) But here we are, and you know what? We didn't run out of time, but Alabama surely did last night. Seth came and joining the show. How are you doing today, Seth? Uh, Walking briskly towards the Upper West Side, about two minutes from your apartment, and... Oh, what a game. Um, it was, it, I, I, I think it's been a little bit overrated out of what I've read in regards to the best game they've ever seen, the second best at Texas USC 2005, but what an ending. And validation for Clemson, validation for the ACC, and validation uh, for Dabo Sweeney. What a truly phenomenal ending to a great, great game. What's was it validation for Dabo Sweeney or validation for Deshaun Watson? I mean, at the end of the day, could Deshaun Watson have propelled himself to being the number one pick in the draft? Is it possible? No. Um, he's a borderline well, pick. By the way, you're about to get a simple. get a call from downstairs. Um, he he's a borderline first first round pick. Um, to begin with. Wait. Did and, you really just say he's your line first round pick? Oh, there's yeah, no chance. That's, no, 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 no. This yeah, guy's that, a borderline top ten pick. I don't know. Um, the rumor I've seen I've seen mock drafts with him as high as number four. I've seen mock drafts with him not even making the first round, not in the first round. So I don't think I don't think anything changed particularly yesterday um, in regards to his draft status. His leadership has been unquestioned to begin with. Um, and, you know, his arm strength is pretty solid, There's, you know, but he is turn, turnover prone, although he was not yesterday. And, you know, with Mitch Trubinsky as, you know, probably looks like pretty solidly the number one and with the Sean Kaiser – a cup, Brad K. Potentially, I don't, I don't know. know. See, I, I'm of a difference of opinion. I think that the bowl games certainly can highlight a person's strengths, and it can certainly take away from a person's problems. And with that in mind, John certainly proved his strength is in the arm. His strength is in decision-making through this one instance. 
And I think that he might have propelled himself into that top ten, and maybe even, depending on, the, obviously, we have the, the combine and the blah, 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 blah that goes along with the NFL draft, but he very much could have propelled himself into the number one quarterback in this draft. Based on solely based on last night, that was an incredible performance. Well, but here's the thing: he had a similar performance last year, where he threw for 400 and God knows how many yards and ran for however many yards, and you know he scored 40 points against an Alabama defense, honestly with a better secondary than this one had. And absolutely agree. I think so I'm not sure why suddenly just because. This ha- because this happened, you know. Look, obviously he showed a lot. He showed a lot in leadership, but I'm not sure why this would suddenly propel him that far. And I'm always hesitant. You almost look back at the Vince Young example of you know how one bowl game can transform someone to something where you know that's beyond what they probably should be. Um, now there are a lot of teams that need quarter. Uh, there are a lot of teams that need quarterbacks, and. Would I, do I think he'll go in the first round? Probably. Do I see him passing Trubinsky? Probably not. Although Trubinsky, to be perfectly honest, scares me because he only played one year. I really have no feel. And I'll be honest, I didn't watch an enormous amount of North Carolina football. So I really don't know what I'm looking at here. At least Watson I've seen, Kaiser I've seen. Well, I think the issue with, with Watson and why last night could have propelled him is Watson did not have the greatest seasons this year. He had an up-and-down year up and down, turnover prone, as you expressed before, spot on, and his stock went down. His stock was at an all-time high as of last year's BCS ball. And if he had come out last year, he might have been a top 10 pick, maybe top 15. So he comes back, he has an uneven year, and people are down on him, and now he's come back up to the top of the mountain. And that's the only, And he showed arm strength last night, that I hadn't seen this year. And I've watched a good amount of Clemson being that they are in the ACC. Congratulations to the ACC. I'm very happy for that. Uh, Sorry, SEC, you don't win once out of a decade. And the fact is, I think he impressed a lot of people last night. Now, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and we all know that. And Chalitsky, Chalitsky, that's his name, right? Chalitsky is from Ohio. Cleveland does have the number one and the number 10 pick. So will he be the first pick there too? Or will he drop down to 10, which he potentially could? But there are a couple of teams in the first round that kind of need quarterbacks, starting with the Bears. You can look at the Browns. You can look at my Jets. Look, there no, the, the Jaguars may be looking again. Well, that's the question, right? And we'll get into that for a sec in, in a little bit. But there are certainly more quarterback, more quarterback needy teams than there are actual quarterbacks this year, which is not normal. There are normally more quarterbacks than there are quarterback needy teams. This year, there are a lot of quarterback needy teams at the top of that draft. Yeah. We're talking – Defensive end Miles Garrett talking to Jonathan Allen. Uh, we're talking Jonathan Allen from um, Alabama. We're talking the linebacker from UCLA, McKinley. Um, so not going particularly high. Now, I, I actually love the mocks. I, know, I realize that they're kind of useless. But there's something that I think mocks is 
Um, well, we certainly do agree on something. They are useless. Yeah. They are absolutely useless. Except we obviously always right on target. Well, but you know what? They're a lot more useful as you get closer to the draft. I mean, right now, any mock that you see out there is completely and utterly useless because you have the combine, which many people use as a barometer, Mike Mamula, for coming or any one of a number, Tony Mandarich, where he became six foot seven and 310 pounds. But the fact is, right now, any mock that you see is completely and utterly useless other than getting a gauge on who these players are. There may be an injury. There may be an, a stud that comes out of a, a warrior workout. You never know. But the one thing you do know is that there are a lot of new faces in the NFL, both for the quarterbacks, and there will be a lot of new faces in the coaches, starting with one Doug Marone, who I did not pick to go to Jacksonville in my mock. But at the same time, I didn't pick Doug Marone to be anywhere. No, uh, Doug Marone, I similar two-year extension to the GM, which, to tell you the truth, he ain't buying the groceries anymore. I mean, I don't really know why Dave Caldwell is there other than for management of the cap, but they also have a John Insick there, which you, which you Jets fans all know and love, my ex-GM. But the fact is they, they look like they may have too many cooks in the kitchen, but when you have Tom Coughlin, he is the cook. There is no Tom Coughlin has done a very good job at drafting. He always did when he was with the Jaguars. So when he's able to pick the groceries, he may not be able to coach them, or he may be able to coach them, but the fact is he has picked a lot of good, solid prospects with Jacksonville, starting with Tony Bissell. Uh, it's an interesting test. If it, Marone, as many of you remember, would have been was, was in Buffalo, was the head coach there, and kind of used an out cause to no longer be the coach. He didn't have to get another head coaching team, which did not really pay off. Um, Jackson was a team with talent, team with wideouts like Alan Robinson and Wendy. They have some. <laughs> The quarterback don't come down to the quarterback whether it's like Portal is the franchise. My assumption is my No, but there you know what? Doesn't work. What exactly is a waste to this franchise? Jacksonville hasn't been anywhere in the last ten years. So would a playoff spot be something that you would consider a success? Remember, only one team wins the Super Bowl every year. So what is a successful year if you are the Jaguars, if you are the, and we can get over to the Giants in a second, because I think that that's an important thing to talk about as to we have several teams that are no longer in the playoffs, 
Would you consider, let's go through them, would you consider Detroit having a successful year? No, because I don't think they're very good at being about that team. Jim Caldwell deserves an extension. So lame duck situation. Lame duck is very hard when you're a It's an awkward It's an awkward place. Collins has become a stud. Yeah. I mean, a 
if, if there's one person that comes out of that, that Alabama program in the next five years is equal to Landon Collins, I'd be very surprised. Maybe Jonathan Hankin, uh, Jonathan uh, Allen, who is ridiculously talented, as we saw last night. Okay, other teams that got knocked out this week. The Raiders, successful season, absolutely, right? And I don't think there's any cause for concern with Jack Del Rio. He got a bum rap. He lost his quarterback. That's it. And Connor Cook was hamstrung by what Bill Musgrave did. Well, Musgrave got let go today. He got let go today. So the fact that that was the game plan, I think, is a big indication as to why he was let go. Whether Conley would have won or not, I don't know. I doubt it. But that team had no chance with, with the play with the play calling that Bill Musgrave did not call. Did you get disconnected? You're not on the you're not you're not on air. So apparently Sean has been talking and no one has really been listening, which will be a little bit, which obviously happens quite a bit, but a little bit confusing for now, and we have no idea why, so this, or when. So to sum up quickly, uh, he he thinks Deshaun Watson's a first round pick. I believe I agree, although he thinks top ten. I'm not quite as sure on that. He's bigger on Detroit than I am. We're both. He didn't really say too much about the Giants, um, but we're both obviously quite high on the Raiders. And we're talking about Bill Musgrave being released because probably in part to the game plan he gave Connor Cook. Totally agree. All that. All that and a whole lot, lot more. So the other – well, I think, look, I think the Steelers were a successful team. I think they, they came a long way this year. I'm not sold on that offense. No, I'm, not no, sold on either, I'm not sold on the offensive line. Agreed. I'm not sold on anybody other than Beckham. And I'm not sold on Beckham because, look, Beckham is Nick Lelouch. I love it. He's got a million-dollar talent in the 10 cent head. It's one of the best lines. In all of Bulldog, but it applies so many athletes. I, I mean, DeMarcus Cousins before this year, I would apply it to as well. He has so much talent. The problem is he knows it. He absolutely knows he has that talent, and he exploits it. So we had one more team that got knocked out this week. The Dolphins, successful season. Absolutely, no doubt. Um, a team that overachieved under Adam Gase. A team I I don't see I don't see I don't see I'm not quite sure where we go. I'll do it on the call the rest of the way. Yep. The defense is solid, but they're old. I don't you know they have to resign Jarvis Landry. The you know Jay Ajay seems like a steal at this point, but I don't. The problem is they kind of BS their way to a ten and six record, and I don't really know where they go. Well, Detroit did the same thing. I have very little faith in Detroit. Right. Well, are there more playmakers? Right. I mean, the league comes down to the trenches and the playmakers. That's where the that's where the league comes in, right? Right. So your Giants were much better because of the defensive line this year, no doubt. Okay. I mean, that's been the Giants' mo since day one. We get a great pass rush, a secondary, we think, but they'll be a whole lot better because we have a great pass rush. That's it's not to say that they didn't. This year, kind of a weird anomaly. Agree. So. The Miami, 
secondary stunk, but their pass rush was pretty good. So they get with Cameron Wake making a return. Cameron Wake is 34 years old and coming off an, AC, an Achilles tear. He did. Mario Williams will be released this year. No question. Then Dominic Sue is being paid $25 million. What is he doing? Was he where he should be? Playmakers. They have a guy. They have Tannehill. And they have Landry. And he's Devontae Parker. Has the potential to be one. And he did. Yes. I think Tannehill is, a, is an incredible athlete. Yeah. And I think he can be an incredible quarterback. And he was on his way. I think... Had they won, had, had he not gotten hurt, that that game would have been a lot closer. Well, that's that's certainly true. Okay, so we said last week we would come up with with coordinators that would come into um, coaches and GMs this week as part of our selections. Now we know that Nick Cassetti is not going to San Francisco. He already announced I'm not going. We know that Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin are now out of the mix as they have jobs. Now, it would be very interesting if Tom Coughlin now went and got a job out of Bill Belichick. But let's assume that that's not going to happen. So what are the open positions? We have Buffalo, who just needs a coach. We have San Fran, who still needs a coach and a GM. We have Denver, who needs a coach. We have the Rams, who need a coach and probably a GM. Because Les Mead and Kevin Demock. They're not on. They're on shaky footing here. So, so let's say they need a very high-powered coach, if nothing else, or somebody that wants some, some. Um, they want to shop for the groceries. I think that's the best way to say. It. And what uh, what other coaches am I missing here? Help me out. Uh, there's five coaches. Five spots available. So where's the fifth one now? Buffalo, San Diego, San Diego. Who has a GM? So they're not looking there. They're looking for a coach. And if I'm looking in San Diego, I think Josh McDaniels is perfect for that team. I, th- I think they, I think Phil Philip Rivers is going to especially, and a lot will depend on the next 12 days. So the next, actually, next six days. I'm sorry, the next six days, the Ram, the Chargers have to say whether they're going to LA or not by January 15th. So if let's say they go to LA. They're going to want to. They were, they're going to want a name, and it's not Sean Payton. We have decided. We have understood that he has fired like twelve of his assistants, so he's not going anywhere. So Josh McDaniels would be that guy. I think that that goes into LA, assuming they go to LA with Philip Rivers. I don't know what the that's need Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, they need Melvin I'm Melvin Okay. Which is which for them would actually be a very good pick. They have a solid defense and a solid offense. They really just need to tie it all together. And like you said, get healthy. Okay, Denver. I'm picking Vance Joseph. As am I. Okay, there's. I don't think there's any 
question that they're going to get him. No, I think there's a lot of questions. Well, what they can get him no matter what, right? I don't think he's going. I don't think he has his eyes on any other job. No. I think the question is whether they want to replace an offensive guy with a defensive guy. Unless they're going to bring in a high-powered offense. Because of Mike McCoy going back to them, which would bring a lot of and the problem is, you waste all the made the case that he's number three in the Rich McKay too. Because okay. McKay's in there as well. No, I'm just saying like he if he wants power, power is in San Francisco. And you know what? If that's the package deal, I get it. I get that entirely. Is it a successful package deal? Who knows? 
San Francisco is another team that needs a quarterback and needs to get really early, and I believe they have the number two pick in the draft. So they can pretty much get whoever they want. Where they wait for, again, you wait for the second round. Right. You see what's there because you may go for a Miles Garrett. Who is Jonathan Allen. Those are the two that, to me, that will be one and two. And then you take a look. And you say, okay, you were the second round from Miami. There's this. Yeah, you got the Notre Dame guy, too. Hi. Now, to me, having looked at this draft, and granted, look, I'm looking at this in January. This is a five- or a six-person top-tier draft, and then there is a substantial slowdown. Guess who picks number six? Of course they do. Anyway, moving on. Because that always happens. It's an eight-team draft, and we get Kyle Brady. So, all right. So I have not picked San Francisco, and, and I really didn't give it a whole lot of thought because I thought Cassetti was going to take this job. And if he did, that would solve my QB, my uh, my yeah. GM. The problem is, this is not a good job. This is really not a good job. You have an awful owner in Jed York, an awful owner. Why are you giving me a look? Uh, you have an awful owner in Jed York, a guy that says you can't replace me. So I replace everybody. If you heard that, that, that was a great sound bite. I think he work understands, though, as if he was not going anywhere for a couple of Okay. I think this one has less talent than probably anybody. I would agree with that. Including the Browns. Okay, so if I'm picking a guy, and this is a, this is a shot, I'm picking Elliot Wolf to take over from Green Bay because I think he can – he can, much like John Schneider, he can, he can cut his teeth here in San Francisco. And if that Green Bay job ever opens up, it's his. It's his because Schneider has that out in the last contract. And then this new contract, he no longer has it. So if he gets that job, if he gets that job, he's our, I don't think there's a Green Bay assistant that he takes with him. And that's a problem. I think here's here's the shot out of the left field for me. Rob Chudavsky. Really? The old Cleveland Browns. Where are you pulling that one? He got a bum rack. He did. He got an extremely bum rack. One year year out of Cleveland. Did very well with everybody else that he was with. Indianapolis, with Carolina as the head, as the opposite coordinator. I believe he's back with Indy. (laughs) I'm not sure, but again, this is so much of a bad job to me that I think if they're going to go three years, if they see that, this is not one of those jobs that Josh McDaniels runs to unless he has POV. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this has to be a package deal and a whole lot of money. And if they're not willing to spend the money, considering they are now paying two, two coaches not to coach, in Jim Tomansola and now Chip Kelly, and they're paying a lot to Jim Kelly. Chip Kelly. Almost as much as No, they're not paying Charlie Weiss anymore. That's over. It isn't like last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Mets are still paying Bobby Vanilla. And, and so that's where I think they go. Okay, Buffalo. Anthony Lynn? Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. Done. And I think the only reason he gets that job is Doug Whaley doesn't want to give it to anybody else. And Anthony Lynn is very well liked in that. He's come a long way. He went. He started the year as the running backs coach. Yeah. 
He became the offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, who just got another job. And in the span of a, eight months, he has gone from running back coach probably to head coach. Good job, Anthony Lake. Now, that's an ex-New York Jack for you, taking control of a situation. So, good luck with that one. Less need, Kevin Demoff, just way too much on the upswing for that. Do they eventually fire Sneed? Now, remember, Sneed was brought in by Jeff Fisher. So it's kind of hard to see him still having a job at the end of this. Yeah, nepotism, something, whatever you want to call it. I have a Rex and Rob. They have a running back that does have potential. They have no line. And, but they do have draft picks. No, I'm sorry. They don't have draft picks because they traded them all for golf. Yep. Oh, he's the only one left. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking at the top guys, right? I mean, there's nobody from Dallas. As far as, right? Linehan's not going to get another shot. Not now. Okay? Probably not ever, which is a shame because he was he is a great offensive mind. Agreed. But North Turner got two tries. Uh, he got the try with Washington. No, and Cleveland. San Diego, three tries. Uh, was he with Cleveland? No, offensive coordinator with Cleveland. So he got two. Got two tries at the apple. Okay, so Winningham doesn't go anywhere. Packers don't have anybody from what I understand. The offensive coordinator is who? No idea, which means probably not going anywhere. Okay. And McDaniel, you've already given to somebody else. So, are there any, uh, you know, uh, Darren, Darren Bevel, uh, Richard, Jim Richard, he's the defensive guy from Seattle. This is the last name. Those two can certainly. And there is definitely something that is wrong with the way that the NFL does this. Because the, the, the person that won this week wasn't the Miami Dolphins, but it was Vance Joseph. Because now Vance Joseph is eligible to interview, while the team such as Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan could have interviewed during the bye week, but nobody from the Raiders, nobody from Houston, nobody from Pittsburgh can do this. And I think that that is awful for these coaches, because the further along you go, unlike Dan Quinn, who everybody knew was being hired by Atlanta, unless you're willing to make that underhanded deal. Pretty much for all intents and purposes. You're where you are. Okay. So we've gotten through our picks. We've gotten through. Oh, I did. No, it's a Shanahan. I agree with you. I'm agreeing with you because he's the only one left. Shanahan, to me, may also go to San Diego. I think he could go either way. I think he could go either way. Okay. So let's take away from last night's game. Deshaun Foster. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Foster. Wow. Did I really? Yeah, a little bit. 
UCLA running back with the Jewels? Right, but it yeah. was the UCLA corner. He's running back. Okay, so at least I got that right. Deshaun Watson, Jonathan Allen, Beast. But I'd like to talk about the, the nose tackle from Clemson. Well, I can't remember the guy's name. Argo? This four, 350 pounds, runs a 5-0-50. 40. 5-0-50. 5-0-40. Now, to put that in a little bit of understanding, 5-0 is basically what a very, very slow wide receiver would run. 4-8-6 is what Jerry Rice ran, if, I, if I'm correct. But the fact is, a 5-0 for a 340-pound guy, quite impressive. Now, here's the kicker. He's a freshman. And this is my issue. He can't come out for two years. He's not a redshirt freshman. He's a freshman. And I read a lot this week about how now in the last five years, the last five years, last two years, stipends have now been allowed in the Power Five conference. About $1,400, I think, a, a month. And what these players use them for. Some get it at home. There's a good New York Times article I suggest you read. Some some save it for Christmas gifts. Others use it on their 1999 car. Yes, yeah, you, you and I both have cars that are after 1999. But the fact is, this guy cannot come out. He, the whole purpose, the NFL saying that you cannot play before your third year after high school, is that you, this is a man's league. Right, to play. Now, I think that's a little contrary to Alabama, who brings in Trent Richardson to practice with the guys, right? Because he's pretty much physically ready to do whatever he wants. Right. How do you justify a freshman at six foot four, three hundred and forty pounds, runs at five zero forty? He's physically capable, right? And all he's got to do for the next two years is stay healthy. Not even wait. If all he had to do was wait, that would be easy. He's got to stay healthy and play. If you're his agent, what do you tell him? Not an agent. If you're an advisor, there are no agents. The problem is. Thank <laughs> you. 
have an issue watching superior athletes like last night. And those guys are the best of the best. There's no question about it. Those two teams, after watching it last night, they are the best two teams in college football. I don't think there was any dispute this week, this year. You got to talk into the phone. Played one thing you had to play, right? No, I, I, look, I agree with you, and, and I was definitely – I said it in, in our preview, was the Bama defense overrated. They're definitely not an all-time great. Yeah, they're very, very good. Very, very good. Yep. Did I see correctly that Sensabaugh broke his leg last night? The running back? Scarborough? Scarborough? Okay, so I think he broke his leg, which again goes to the point of why are these guys. That's a whole different story. The wrong man child. I mean, I think that's the point that I'm trying to bring out, is that the, the NFL's point is that you cannot play because you are not a man. These guys are all much bigger than me, and I could play. Well, I could be a kicker. That's about all you got. It's been in play forever. Agreed. Tell you, I was really one guy I was really impressed with last night, and I was impressed with pretty much last year too. Was Renfro, good slot receiver. Reminds me, I was just gonna say Les Walker, Julian. Julian, he's a white guy, right? He's a white, he's a white slot receiver in New England. But those wideouts, no, that'll be Christian McCaffrey, my friend. I'm telling you, he's gonna he's gonna go to New England because Belichick will find a way. Well, in about five, in about three months, we'll be doing our our football draft, pre, our mock, our uh, football preview. I forget who won it last year. I honestly do forget. Was it you? Okay, yep. then I've won. I think three out of four. You have. I think you won like the, the ten before that. I did. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that plays out. The wide receivers, Mike Williams is an amazing athlete. Agree. Uh, yeah. Well, the, look, the only non-athlete last night was probably the best punter I've ever seen. <laughs> and he was tremendous. That punt that he put at the one-yard line, man, I've been punting my whole life. I haven't put one at the one except on my own. I, I haven't. Backwards. Well, I was going to say I haven't technical oh, for the most go. part. You and Bo Jackson. Exactly. But, you know, I, I, I look at this team. You know, this is a team that scored 40 points in the championship game last year. Without their two best wideouts. And – with you have uh, Dion Kane who is suspended. You have Mike Williams who's back. You have Liggett who is phenomenal, including a brilliant catch on the last drive. And then you have Renfro, of course, who caught ten catches, including the game winner. Did you have an issue with? Did you call it a pick or a rub off? They're all picks. Yeah, and I was gonna say that was my feeling. Every player is a pick like I that. I don't like them, but, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It's part of the game. So, I, and and you know what? I saw the pick, and I called it a pick. And at the end of the day, 
that's what the NFL lives on these days is picks. Everything is a pick. Everything is a rub. Unless they are going to really crack down on it, that's just the way the game is played. They found a way around what they were looking to do. So we've got 14 minutes left. 14 minutes. Wow. Okay, then. We started a minute late. doesn't really matter. We're going to end at 730. Seth is on his way to basketball where uh, he can jump and shoot a whole lot better than I ever can. You still on? Yeah, I'm just on the elevator right now. So I'll come All back right, down in 30 seconds. Right. So, so we'll catch up with him in a little bit. And so the question is at this point, we know Ryan Gregson is staying. We know that um, Chuck Pagano is staying in, in Indianapolis. Seth, is there ever a time that you foresee Nick Saban making that jump again, or is he done? Is he staying at, at either Alabama or somewhere else and not going back to the press? Well, I mean, I kind of made the half-joking, half-serious comment about San Francisco. But here is the problem. Here is the thing. He has the number one recruiting class in the country, including the number one running back coming in, Najee Harris. He has a chance to realistically go down, and he may be there now, as the greatest coach in the history of college football. And very rarely, it is very difficult in my mind to give up that potential. And, yeah, was he a success in Miami? No, he wasn't. Should he have signed Drew Brees? Yes, he should have. But, you know, I, I, he's going to be coaching most likely down there. He's going to be a coach for another five to ten years. Is there any reason to think he will not win at least one more national title? I don't think so. If I were him, would I say? Yeah, I like the idea of being considered the greatest coach of all time. Now, did the team get cocky? Did they think it was a no-brainer? that they? I, I don't know. I don't know how, you know, you had the Lane Kiffin issue. I thought Jalen Hurts was awful last night. Um, with the receivers they have, especially with Calvin Ridley, you know, I don't know if they're going to bring in a quarterback to challenge him. But, you know, this is a team that, at worst, will be preseason top five. So, I see no oh, reason. So, to me, if you're going to leave, there needs to be a good reason to. And... Man, if you have the chance to be the greatest of all time, why would you pass that up? So I, if I'm him, I don't leave. Whether he does, so, hard to tell. So just for everybody's edification, Bo Scarborough did leave last night. He has a broken, a fracture to his lower right leg. Uh, the injury is non-surgical, and he'll be fine. So good for that. But that is the reason why he left the game early. Uh, which was unfortunate because they definitely could have used his run later in the game as even even just running down the clock. Did you see any problems last night? Did you see any any moves that you would take back that you would say, why didn't they do it this way? Why didn't they do it that way? I thought at the end of the first half, Alabama really squandered the chance to get some points when they fielded that when they fielded the punt. Um, I think there was, there was a lot of issues. I would have liked to have seen Alabama go downfield a little bit more. Um, again, maybe that was because Hertz just seemed over, a little bit overwhelmed by the game. You look at that, and this was a, this was a quick argument that we had on Facebook. Uh, you know, you look at him, he threw for 120 yards. 60 of it was on a touchdown pass where there was nobody within 15 yards of O.J. Howard. 
So he really threw for 50 yards in the game. Um, so I don't know what, which I find confusing considering he was so, he was pretty solid throughout the year. I mean, the, the thing in, to second guess now in retrospect, and it doesn't matter because they won, Clemson going forward at fourth and one early on, which considering Alabama's inability to move the ball pretty much throughout, I don't think I've ever seen a team show less offense that scored 31 points. You know, you would have probably been better off playing the, playing the field position game. And, uh, you know, luckily for Dabo, it didn't really matter. Well, that's, Seth, that's another guy. Look, if I'm the Jets, I, the one thing that we have never had, well, never is a long word, but let's say since Mickey Schuler in the early 1980s, is a tight end that could go downfield and actually could make a difference. Howard has consistently impressed me over the course of the last two years. I love the kid. I think he would be a, he's going to be a dominant player in the NFL, both his blocking and his receiving. Unfortunately, he's going to go probably in the 15 to 20 range where the luxury where the Jets don't have a luxury. But can you imagine him playing the role of Jared Cook in, in Green Bay, being able to run down the seam, or even better with Matt Ryan in Atlanta, where Tony Gonzalez used to line up. I mean, that those two spots seem like the perfect spots for an OJ Howard. Well, there's a few tight ends that are coming out. Um, Jake Butt in Michigan, who unfortunately tore his ACL in, in the in the bowl win over Florida State. Bucky Hodges from from Virginia Tech. OJ Howard's another one um, that are kind of have this have this kind of ability but yeah you, you, Atlanta Atlanta who has led the league and has been consistently the best offense in football this year would be absolutely terrifying with a with a tight end of that magnitude when you look at the two running backs Gabriel and Jones to begin with yeah so we may pick another another uh Falcon next year god forbid we have three of them. <laughs> anyway so we do have some NFL games to go through real quick. We have about eight minutes to go. So, quickly, Dallas or Green Bay? Green Bay. And five returns. What did you say? Green Bay. I said, and the side returns. So, Green you Bay. Could, I would feel, I'd feel a lot better if Nelson was healthy. <laughs> But Aaron Rodgers right now is just playing in another world. I agree. It would be nice. It would have been nice. And quarterback in his first playoff game, running back in his first playoff game, as good as they are, and maybe it is also my, you know, my innate bias against Dallas. But I think it should be a hell of a game, but I like Green Bay. Okay, I'm going to pick Dallas in this game. So, Let's go to New England and Houston with the spread at like 28. Houston to cover, New England to win. <laughs> no, the spread's, well, the spread's 16. You still picking Houston to cover? Yeah, probably not. I like the more at 28. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so Pittsburgh goes to Kansas City in what I think is the best game of the week. I think everyone thinks it's the best game of the week. Um, <laughs> you know, to me, it's really contingent on Roethlisberger's leg. I know he's going to play, but, you know, if he, if he has the mobility, 
I, I think this is a straight a toss-up game. I am very hesitantly going with Pittsburgh, but could, it's, could see could see in either direction. I just I have trouble with a lot having a lot of faith in that Kansas City offense, even with the emergence of Tyree Hill. And to me, this game totally depends on who scores first. I think if Kansas City scores first, they win. And if Pittsburgh scores first, Kansas City does not have an offense to come back from any Agreed. material amount of points. So, okay. And, and so who scores last first? Game, well, you didn't answer. Who scores I, first? So who scores first? Well, I think, I think Pittsburgh's going to score first. Because like okay. you, I don't really believe in Kansas City's offense. And then the final game of the week, Seattle travels to Atlanta, which should be another great game. And Seattle looked phenomenal, phenomenal against Detroit. And I know you don't think that Detroit is that great of a team, but Seattle did what Seattle needs to do, and that's run the ball. Well, with Thomas Rawls healthy, which it seems that they've been lacking that running game for a while, and the offensive line has been uneven, to say the least, throughout the year. You know, they were coming out against, you know, a decent but nothing special Detroit line. And Atlanta, while not great, is a bit better, led by Vic Beasley, a potential defensive player of the year candidate. I think Seattle's defense is just a step, is a step behind where they've been. I think Atlanta has the best offense in the NFL. I like Atlanta at home. So you see Atlanta playing the home game in the NFC Championship against Green Bay. I yep. see that Dallas will play the home game against the NFC Championship against Atlanta, of which I would pick Atlanta in that game, by the way. And in the AFC, I think we both concur that Pittsburgh will be traveling up to New England for the AFC Championship, which is the game that most people want to see, if nothing else. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So we got three more minutes left. I have to say that I do miss Jake on the on the cast today. He, he is <laughs> he is something. That, uh, I, I'm I'm missing the I'm missing the lad a great deal. I'm sure next week he'll make his reappearance and we'll um, we'll pay us back in spades for what he has given us. Um, I don't really have anything for the five minute mark. Um, next week I will be in Arizona, so. We'll be back to our normal seven o'clock, which means four o'clock, uh, five o'clock in the uh, in the Arizona time frame. But we will uh, get to that, and Seth, I'll leave you to it. I feel like there's something. Oh, oh, I, I, there is an irony to listening to all the you know being in the New York metropolitan area and hearing all of this. You know, Beckham puts his fist through a wall. Beckham banging his head against the locker. Apparently, they trashed the flight uh, coming home from on Delta, or coming home um, from the game. Kind of wish they showed this much emotion during the game. You know, this is a team, as I said, with some talent, but a lot of growing up to do. And hopefully, this is the humbling they need to go forward, to go further in 2017. We'll see how that plays okay. out. That's all we got. So for Sean Palmer, this is Seth Kamins on the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.